Simple Life Together, Episode 28, The Cost of Clutter and Managing Your Passwords with One Password. Hi, and welcome to Simple Life Together, a podcast dedicated to leading a simpler life in the modern world. I'm Dan Hayes. And I'm Vanessa Hayes. Welcome back to Simple Life Together. On the last episode, we talked about organizing important life documents, and we also gave you an intro to Google Drive. On today's show, I'm going to talk about the cost of clutter, and Dan's going to talk about how to manage all those dozens or hundreds of passwords in a program called 1Password. Yeah, this is a like a seriously highly recommended or requested, I guess I should say, topic for it us. It is. Yeah, we've heard so a lot about it either on the Don't Forget It or some of the emails that we've gotten. So yep. yeah, I'm glad you're doing this one today. So we always like to remind um, all of you that if you have questions or comments, you can always reach us at dan at simplelifetogether.com, vanessa at simplelifetogether.com, or on Twitter, and we'll talk more about that at the end of the show. So uh, the other thing I kind of wanted to get into is the Google Drive tutorial that I talked about right. last week. Uh-huh. Yeah. And uh, I want to say, yay, it's now available for purchase, but <laughs> it'll probably be done tomorrow and up. I just got to, the tutorial itself is done. I just have to get the delivery system down that I'm using. So, what do you mean the delivery system? Well, yeah. you know, when people when people purchase a tutorial, they have to get a download link and all that stuff. So that's oh. a delivery system. So I got to get that all kind of squared away. <laughs> so, so I have it to have them break down the easy stuff. Oh, yeah, I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> delivery? You mean to deliver something? To- okay, yeah. got it. Now I got it. <laughs> Say the same thing, just a different way. <laughs> right. <laughs> So anyway, I'm still working that, but it should be squared away by tomorrow if I pull an all-nighter. So yeah, some simple life, huh? But the, oh, so, sometimes and, life is not perfect. Sometimes I know. We're just uh, having yep. a very intense moment in our lives now. Yeah, so, for like anyway. a month. Yeah. <laughs> but it's all good. It's all good. So anyway, the tutorial is just over an hour long and focuses on the fundamentals of how to use Google Drive for creating and sharing, and storing documents, all using Google's free, I guess you could call it a full-fledged office suite. And the tutorial is going to be available at a discounted price of $7.99 until 30 June 2013. And after that, it's going to increase up to $9.99. It's over an hour long. Wow, that's a good price. Yeah, either way, it's a bargain. And uh, (laughs) honestly... Just ask me. Yeah, just ask me. (laughs) So, in the introduction, you'll learn how to create a text document, spreadsheets, presentations, drawings, and even those forms and surveys that we talked about. Do I have to pay you? Well, I mean, I said I would, but some form or fashion, I think I'll end up. (laughs) So, just give me a big hug, baby. All right. So, anyway, I can afford that. I can afford that. Yeah. Good. And uh, so anyway, yeah, get it cheap until uh, 30 June and uh, don't wait to pay a full price. So you'll have immediate access. Again, it's an hour plus long, kind of a windshield tour of Google Drive. And uh, you have access right now as soon as you as soon as you buy. Well, as soon as I have it available, I should say. Cool. But uh, simply go to simplelifetogether.com slash Google Drive and uh, that's where you can purchase it. And if you're not completely satisfied, of course, I'm going to give you your money back. So don't worry about that. No clutter. All right. Yeah, and no risk. <laughs> nice and simple. I like all of that. <laughs> right. Good. So, well, let's go ahead and get started, babe. Why don't you start off with your topic today? Okay. So I'm going to talk about the cost of clutter. In preparation for my certification, which I'm going to be testing at the end of June, I've been doing a little bit of reading, studying, and freshening up on my professional organizing skills and literature. <laughs> Yeah, we laughed. Yeah, well, a lot of literature. It's like those it are the is. only books I can't get rid of. I have a few books. I'm like, I just, but I can't get rid of my. But it's so books. funny. I mean, because you're so you're so natural at it. I know your clients love working mm-hmm. with you and all that. But there is book stuff that you got to get tested <laughs> yeah. on. Yeah. So. so well, you know, during my studying, I came across some articles and books that talked about the cost of clutter. I've talked quite a bit about clutter in previous episodes, and I've mentioned here and there some of the cost of clutter, but I thought I'd bring all of those thoughts and some additional ideas about the cost of clutter together in just one discussion Sounds today. Sounds good, yeah. Now, as a reminder, let me define what clutter is. Clutter is anything we don't need, want, or use that takes our time, energy, or space and destroys our serenity. And I found that to be like the best definition, and I got that from Clutter's Anonymous um, from I think it's clutteranonymous.com. Okay. Anyhow, that's where I got the definition. So I just want to kind of remind you of what that is. So with that definition and with various things I've read, I think there are four main areas where clutter costs us. Okay. It can cost us in regards to money. 
It can cost us time. It can cost us our health. And it can cost us our sanity. I'm ready. I'm all ears. Makes sense, I want to hear this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so let me explain here a little bit more. I'm just going to kind of throw out some stuff. Um, let's talk about money first. 10% of American households rent storage units, which can cost between $600 to $1,000 a year. That's amazing, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, because they don't have enough space in their home. So I bet you that, too, that I could, I could throw a rock from our neighborhood at two of those. Oh, yeah. And then within probably three miles, I bet you, I would be willing to bet I could hit five. I mean, they're about as common as Starbucks in yeah. any <laughs> major yeah. urban area. Yeah. I mean, really. The corner down the street, <laughs> the intersection down the street, it's, a, what, a mile and a half away? We've got four. There's, 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 there's four now? Okay. Oh, yeah, there is four there's now. There's Target, Barnes & Noble, there's um, the individual one, and that. then there's one in... Just a, like a half, just not a third, even a half yeah. mile down the road, yeah. So it's insane. Wow. Yeah, so yeah, anyway. I was going to say three, one on each corner. So, yeah, so the storage units have some competition with uh, Starbucks there. There you go. So, <laughs> so they to be putting them together. One on every corner. Okay, 23% of Americans are late paying their bills because they lose the statements or just plain forget to pay their bills altogether. And, of course, late payments result in late fees. Even worse, repetitive late payments can even cost you your credit score, yeah. which, by the way, can cost you time as it may now take longer for you to pay off your debts. Wow. Ooh, clutter can be such a vicious, vicious cycle. Yeah, no kidding. So it just affects so many different things, you know? And so let's talk about food when, in regards to money. <laughs> okay, yeah, you're laughing over there because know, what happens to us, Dan, when we plan our weekly dinners, right? We plan, I usually have on our glass board in the kitchen, I have just the weekly meals that we're planning out. But when I don't plan those out or it gets so busy and I forget to kind of prep the night before or whatever, we end up going out to eat, right? We do. And eating out could cost two to three times more. I'm just guessing on that. I mean, it can cost oh, yeah, at least double what you know you would pay cases. at home yep. and stuff. I know one time we were looking at our finances, and we were astonished that even though we didn't eat out um, as much as we ate at home, our bills were just as high or higher for eating out. Right. Because hey, when we home. eat out, we eat good. We eat good. <laughs> <laughs> Back in the day, we see like going to you know salt grass and have the steaks or yeah. Texas Day Brazil. Oh, geez. I mean that's two hundred yeah. bucks every time we go. <laughs> that ain't cheap. Even with my VIP card, because <laughs> he is a self-proclaimed or declared what uh, meditarian. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I get my vegetables through the animals that eat the vegetables. <laughs> That's a and, Well, no, and I juice. You and do juice. juice so. You yeah, do yeah. juice. <laughs> yeah. He's got to get somewhere, folks. Yeah. Now, food could also cost you at the grocery store when you don't know what you have at home because your pantry is a mess and you end up buying duplicate food items or throwing things away because they're expired because you can never find them. You didn't know you had them in your pantry. Right. So that's one of my peeves at home. Personally, I just I don't like to waste food, so it kind of helps that I'm organized and I kind of keep a rotation system going. I keep the most current stuff or the oldest items forward the newer stuff in the back so i'm not wasting food (laughs) okay so this also happens with other things in the home like with your office supplies cleaning supplies toiletries light bulbs batteries and on and on when your home is cluttered and you don't have homes for these things it often results in them being misplaced and increases chance the chance of duplicates being purchased because you can't find them right seems pretty simple right but it happens all the time it's one of the most popular things that i hear my clients say is ah i couldn't find that light bulb or i couldn't find those pair of socks that i I just bought another so i just end up going buying more i hear that all the time or the other thing i hear the most popular thing is oh i was looking for that (laughs) (laughs) every time i guarantee i'm gonna get it at least once (laughs) Now, at work, clutter has the potential of costing you a promotion because clutter can result in disorganization, missed documents, missed deadlines, and on and on. You so, think that's true, huh? I think that can happen. Well, I know it could definitely kind of give your reputation a hit, mm-hmm. you know, because people are And like, you don't think that affects your boss's opinion? Well, that's, I mean, that, that's how I, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think, and sometimes, you know, I mean, you have p- people are objective. If they're getting the jobs done, but there are folks who have... Like, for example, I had a client that she was so disorganized that she says, I, I need your help because I, I represent, like, this cleaning service type thing. Right. And she's like, I'm in charge of all the cleaning folks, and yet my office is trashed. And yeah. the boss, if she comes down here and sees this, I'm hosed. Yeah. So that was a real threat to her. So okay. it yeah. can, definitely can happen. I've yep. seen it, and then I've read about it or whatever. But, I mean, yeah. it's, it's, it's a potential. So now let's not forget about digital clutter, too. 
having to buy more memory for your computers or more storage space on the cloud or what about all those apps that you purchase and never use? All that digital clutter can cost you money. Yeah, it sure can. Okay, but you got to just pick and choose the ones that work for you like Dan and I try to do too. And we're not always perfect at that stuff too. There's things that we purchase and we realize, okay, we probably don't need all that additional stuff or we probably really didn't need that app like we thought we did. So again, you just got to be a little bit more mindful of that stuff. And of course, another way clutter can cost you in regards to money is having to pay an organizer. Nothing <laughs> to help wrong you with that. Get organized. Hey. Yes. Although that's I'd money. like to th- that's an investment. That's exactly that's money well spent. That's what I'm yeah. going to say. Yeah, oh, okay. I was like, I'd like to think of organizing in, in, <laughs> as an investment because, or a professional organizer, because, well, at least for me, I usually am transferring skills like like mad organizing skills mad to my clients, skills. man. Yeah. <laughs> so that they can crazy function on their own. <laughs> Like sparks. That's right. So, okay, so that's in regards to how clutter can cost you in regards to money. Yep. Let's talk about how clutter costs you time. According to NAPO, which is the National Association of Professional Organizers, the average American spends one year of their lives searching for lost documents or misplaced items over the course of their lives. Wow. Not including the year they take off after high school or college to find themselves. Yeah, right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Good. That's good. That just came out. That was good. You can't help yourself. <laughs> well, too much clutter means more time you have to spend cleaning or managing your things. For example, a lot of my clients are wealthy and have a lot of properties and vehicles, which is totally cool. It's great. I mean, you got it. You want it. That's fine. Okay. Yeah. Um, different than how we think, but that's it's all good. And even though most of them pay someone else to trim the trees, clean the house, take care of the lawn, and service their vehicles, they're still responsible for their stuff and still have to manage all those accounts or manage someone to help them yeah, manage those accounts. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, you're still responsible for all that. And yeah. that can cost you time. Clutter also costs you time when you have to constantly go to the store because you can't find what you're looking for. I mentioned that a little bit yeah, earlier. Sure. And it could also rob you of time you'd rather spend with your family or friends or just plain relaxing. There you go. I don't know, I don't know how to relax, but yeah, you're right. <laughs> Wait, no, you said if you were more relaxed or laid back, you'd be a futon. I have that personality. That's not, you know. But yeah, that's that's true. I, I'm getting better. There you go. Trying real hard. Now let's talk about how clutter can cost you in regards, in regards to your health. Too much clutter can result in dusty, dirty, and moldy environments. There have been a few occasions where my eyes and sinuses came under attack by all the dust and allergens that were kicked up when I was organizing at a client's house. There was even a time where I visited someone for a needs assessment, and after only being in the home for an hour, my nose burned, and I coughed for about four hours I after the appointment. That, one. Yeah. that was only an hour. Can you imagine how the health of the children were affected by living there day in and day out? Oh my gosh. So that gives you something to think about. Okay. I don't want to. I know. I know. But I remember but that day that you were, you were hurting that it, day when yeah. you came home. And I, could, I was like, oh my gosh, I just couldn't believe it. I was just so stuffed up. My eyes were burning, and then just coughing. And it was just, there was just too much... Stuff in the house. Another thing, you know, talking about just stuff and allergens and critters, critters like clutter. Yes. And when critters get in the house, they also like to leave little gifts like their poop, their pee, their fur, and their germs. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> folks. <laughs> As you can imagine. You said that so sweet, though. Poop, and pee, and fur, and germs. Yep. They like to go potty in your house. You know? <laughs> <laughs> That's terrible. I, I don't, but no matter how nice I say it, it's just not good. Yeah. Okay, it's not You're healthy right. to be living in that environment. So, folks, let me tell you, being an organizer is not all Martha Stewart and making pretty labels on jars in the kitchen. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> most of the time, I'm playing kick the dust ball, running from live dust balls, aka mice and rats, or dancing to la cucaracha, <laughs> not the song, the actual critters. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yes, I actually had a Texas-sized cockroach jump on me while I was organizing a closet. It was crazy. This, I was just picking up this shirt off the ground, and I must have pissed the cockroach off because that was his house. <laughs> oh, sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> so, <laughs> so a final note in regards to your health is the cost of medications to treat your health due to your clutter and that you have to spend time going to the doctor and pharmacy as well as pay money to see the doctor and getting those meds. You see that? There's that vicious cycle yeah. again of clutter, right? Yeah. We're talking about health, but it can also affect your time and your money. Good okay? stuff, yeah. Now, I'm not trying to make a big stretch here. I'm not saying that, oh, you're going to have these massive uh, medical bills and stuff. But think about it. I mean, no, you it have just, these I mean, it naturally follows. It's all connected. Stress and things like that, too, which I'm going to talk about. I mean, yep. it can affect your stress levels and stuff like that. And so it's just, it's just not good for you. I agree. Now, moving on to the last area, let's talk about how clutter can cost you in regards to your sanity. 
Clutter can be overwhelming. For many folks, clutter makes them anxious and they have a difficult time concentrating. I just witnessed this recently with a client. I mean, she just kind of almost froze up. She's like, I can feel my blood pressure rising just seeing all this stuff. And even going through the organizing process of sorting all the stuff out. Yeah. So it was it was like exposing all of her it's not dirty laundry, it's just all of her stuff. And just she just started to realize the massiveness of the project and it kind of got her kind of locked up. She yeah. I can I can see that. Mm-hmm. Clutter can be just, it's just very stressful. Imagine how frustrating it is when you can't find something, you know, and the stress it puts you under because you're, you're running late for work. That's just another example is just when you can't find the things that you need, you're just, you're going to be instantly stressed out and frustrated. Yeah. <laughs> you're I mean, smiling I, over I'm there. I'm smiling because I remember the days of, you know, uh, when we didn't have an assigned spot, a landing zone for keys and wallets and all that. It was just every morning. It was like, where it was it? like a, yeah, wild goose chase. Yeah, where's this? Or, you know, where's the last place you put this? Well, I just put it in the spot that seemed to, to make the most sense, right. you know? And, but that doesn't necessarily make sense to somebody else. So, yeah, it's just very frustrating. And like I was saying earlier, stress can lead to serious health problems like anxiety, depression, ulcers, headaches, and high blood pressure, just to name a few things. So here yeah. I go again. Yeah, the vicious cycle. The vicious cycle yeah. again. <laughs> so... And you know what? Clutter can also affect your relationships and cause unwanted emotional turmoil, making you feel like a bad spouse or a bad parent, a bad friend, or a bad coworker, which can then lead to low self-esteem, which isn't a place I wish anyone to be. Right. So, so the bottom line here is that everything has a cost, especially clutter. Not only does it rob you of your money, your time, health, and sanity, it robs you of your life and your dreams. So getting organized and ditching the clutter can help you not just with saving you time, money, and stress, but it can help give you space to breathe, to think, relax, and build your confidence and your self-esteem. It's not about being perfect. It's far from it. It's about controlling your space, your time, your health, your life. Good stuff. So that's the cost of clutter. Folks. Wow. I like that. That was really good. Yeah, simple to the point. So. Yeah, well, you know, and it's something that really does affect uh, even even us, you know, we're mm-hmm. as organized as you can get, I think, or at least your stuff is. But, uh, you know, when that something does go wrong, mm-hmm. um, like just to, for instance, every once in a while, I will leave my wallet or my phone or something in the truck. And, you, you, of course, you don't really notice it until you go to, you know, you go to look for it. And it's like, it's not where it's supposed to be. Right. Where is it? You're checking clothes, you're checking everything, I better go check the truck. But it's that, it's that moment in time when your blood pressure rises, and then you're faced with the fear of the unknown. Did I lose my wallet? Did I lose my phone? All my yeah. stuff's in there, but you know, all that. And then sometimes and you start to run late. Yep. Maybe you you're, had everything planned out, but now that throws a wrench in the, the system and, and your time and your routine, and, and then you're just thrown off for the day. Yeah. So, Yeah, the I know that. Stuff. I know that happens to me, especially when things just kind of happen or I get um, off track. You know, I'm not sticking to a task, just kind of, I, for whatever reason, get disorganized for the moment. It just throws off my entire day. Yeah. It just, sometimes it could throw it off for a couple of days. So so that's all good stuff to kind of get you motivated. Yeah, to and you know, and I know we more. talk about clutter and stuff, but I always think it's good to revisit this stuff every once in a while, just kind of yeah. keep you thinking about it and remind yourself of what's, you know, what's important and things like that. So, okay. All righty. So what's next? Well, I, I wanted to bring up a few random things before I get into my topic. Well, this isn't the random show. What are you talking about? <laughs> well, it's going to be random for a minute. It's going to be okay. the, the random segment. Okay. So, <laughs> what you got? Um, a couple of things, and n- not all of these are related. I just wanted to make sure that we that we get some of these out. Oh, okay. You know, we did a show um, with Brooks Duncan about going paperless, mm-hmm. and then we talked about doing without a printer, and we've done a lot of digitizing and paperless shows, and then the Evernote parts one and part two. Well, I want to kind of tell folks about uh, what I would consider a real paperless success story. And I, and I think that I check out our friend and, and fellow Simple Life Together listener, Chris Jube, and his post at chrisjube.com. That's C-H-R-I-S-J-E-U-B.com. And he's got a post on there titled My Paperless Plan. Oh, cool. And he has done wonders for going paperless. Really just a good read. It's a, If you're considering it, uh, you know, leading a more paperless lifestyle. And even if you got a lot of files, give it a read. It's a, it's a, it's a motivator. I'll tell you, it really is a motivator. If you think you can't do it with all the files that Chris had, um, he'll prove you otherwise. So give that a way to go, Chris. Yeah, no kidding. So the other thing I wanted to do is I want to say thanks for all the notes of concern from the last show where I spoke about my mom passing away. And, and I just want to say that you guys are 
truly um, amazingly supportive and mm-hmm. and um and it means the world to to me and i know and i know it means the world to you too vanessa yeah. and again sorry kind of left you hanging there for a couple of weeks but uh honestly it was kind of nice to be missed <laughs> <laughs> so Aww. yeah so the other thing I wanted to talk about was we changed categories in iTunes. You know, when you list a podcast that's available in different categories. And, you know, as I kind of went back to revisit things, being, you know, 28 episodes into this, uh, I changed one of our categories. And so it would really, really help if you took like two minutes to give us a, a rating and a review in iTunes. Because the more positive ratings we get, the more likely people are to find the show. Because that's how iTunes promotes their shows, based on your ratings and your downloads. And so it really helps, um, I mean, more than you can imagine. So if you just go to simplelifetogether.com slash iTunes, and then from there you click View in iTunes, and then click Ratings and Reviews, and you'll be able to click some stars and leave us a comment for the review. And really, that means so much to us. And it does really, it's the only way that people can find the show unless they search for specifically for simple life together mm-hmm. it's that's the way they find the show is because it gets listed in what's hot, what's hot and different categories and so forth so that would be awesome we appreciate it if you yeah. do that. i mean we know it takes a little bit of time out of your 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 day but we certainly appreciate when you do that yeah now we also wanted to say thanks for all the comments recently we've been getting some great suggestions for future shows about topics such as photo organizing. That's a big, a lot of people. Oh my just, gosh, it's yeah. huge. Yeah. <laughs> I guess that means we got to get our, our photos uh, squared yeah. away, huh? <laughs> well, you know, we've talked about this, you know, one-on-one here. And, uh, and we have a pretty good process that yeah. we think works in, and it was definitely trial and error. Yeah. But we're not 100% sure it's ready for prime time to share with. And so we're we're doing a little bit of research before we Yeah, because I think we like to give you up. at least options. I mean, our yeah. way isn't always the perfect way. They're... There's other ideas and ours, other ways. And ours is strategies. pretty Google and Mac focused too. So. That's true. Yeah. yeah. So that's not, the, I mean, we think that's really good, smart oh, yeah. way to go, but. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, you know, I, I know I'm kind of getting off track, but that's one of the things that we, I think, do good at is we try, we tell what works for us mm-hmm. and, you know, what works for other people, that's totally up to them. You know, we there's not just one way of doing things. Yep. There are lots of ways to be organized and tech savvy and have a simple life you know it's not all just hey do everybody's got to do what dan and vanessa does and our way or the highway it's 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 funny you mention that because that's one of the things that new organizers struggle the most with is thinking that their way is the best way of doing things and that's actually one of the first pieces i got pieces of advice i got from you know a veteran organizer when i just started out she's like the hardest thing for me was realizing that my way wasn't the best way for you have to figure it out for yourself or for those your clients. They have different ways of thinking, different ways of learning, different ways of managing and doing things, and you have to kind of adapt it to to their personality and their needs. So, right. kind of interesting you bring that up. Yeah. So, I mean, and we got to apply that to you know the fo- photo organizing before it's ready for prime time yeah. and anything else that we do. No, we also got recommendations for apps that help simplify life um, a little bit, like Homezada and others. And a topic that always comes up, what if you're into simplifying and your significant other isn't? That comes so, up all the time. Yeah, it does. And we did kind of talk about that before, but I think we probably need to delve into that a little bit deeper. I and, think so, and too. offer some suggestions and some advice. I mean, so. it's kind of, I guess it's kind of rare that, you know, like we are totally on the same frequency when mm-hmm. it comes to how we want to our, our lifestyle to be and all that. Yeah, there's yeah. folks out there we've list, that are listening that their their significant other is really a collector and a keeper and and with the the other person is like I I want to be a minimalist. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I want to which Dan and I aren't, but um, but you know, we definitely are simple, but yeah. I yeah, it's yeah, we're pretty fortunate that way. So, but I have worked with a lot of clients that are on that spectrum too. So, yeah. I've got some tips I should offer. Good stuff. So we'll be exploring those topics and lots more in the episodes to come. Good. I'm looking forward to it. It's going to keep us busy. (laughs) We appreciate it. We'll be out there with you. (laughs) So, And finally, um, for those who have taken the time to reply to the survey that we um, talked about a few episodes back about a Simple Life Together community, you rock. I mean, we've learned so much about what you want in the show and more. And also some things that some people just don't want. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we're never going to get consensus on all of that. But uh, so many of you took the time to to uh, submit, you know, how you feel about 
uh, you know, where we go from here. Right. And it means so much. And if you haven't had a chance to take the survey, you can go to simplelifetogether.com slash survey. Take one minute. Let us know your thoughts on whether you'd like to see an SLT community or more tutorials or products or take part in a Simple Life Together mastermind group or what have you. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that we're going in that direction completely. We are going to be doing some products and mostly kind of um, like I talked about the Google Drive one, kind of a windshield tour of things that we're talking about on the show because some things are just better kind of visual. Mm-hmm. So um, we don't want to go in a direction that you don't want or you don't need. So sincerely, we're counting on your feedback on mm-hmm. that. That's it. That's the random stuff. That's the All end right. of the random stuff. <laughs> okay, so are you ready to talk about your topic? Today? I am. All right, am. bring on so one password. I am talking about managing passwords with one password. So if you recall, I just want to take you back in the day, back in time a little bit. <laughs> you know, when you were a kid, you probably had to remember like two passwords. And actually, they weren't even passwords, they were combinations. Right. You probably had a lock for your school locker <laughs> and a lock for your gym or your PE locker. And, yeah. you know, you had to memorize those combinations. And if you were really lucky, you maybe had a lock for your bike too, but that's about it. <laughs> you were probably maxed out on your own personal RAM at that point, you know, two locks or three locks in different combinations. I know <laughs> I was. And, uh, but if you fast forward to today, everything has a password, mm-hmm. a pin, security questions, yada, yada, yada. Uh-huh. And I mean, how many different things do you have to remember? And so how do most people handle it all? Well, typically, people use simple passwords such as names and dates or some type of easy-to-remember thing. And unfortunately, if it's easy to remember, it's also easy to hack. Right, it's not that secure. (laughs) Right. So people usually use easy things or a combination of um, uh, names, dates, or whatever. Or, even worse, they use the same password for everything. Yeah. All right? Well, today I'm going to talk about what we use to manage our passwords and yet still have I would call it rock solid security for our, all of our vital digital information. And yes, there are other password managers out there, but we're going to talk about one password because that's what we use and that's what we know. So, uh, so let's get started. Okay. All right. So one password, and that's spelled with the number one and then password after it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you're going to search for it, um, it's a full featured password and identity manager too. One password has um, it's got powerful desktop client programs for both the Mac and Windows, as well as mobile apps for the iPhone and the iPad and the iPod Touch. And One Password gives you a, a really a more secure and convenient online experience, no matter where you are. That's what I love the best yeah, about it. Me too. Having access pretty much anywhere. But for brevity's sake, I'm just going to be talking about One Password for Mac and Windows. All right, we'll leave the mobile app for another time. I've, and I've hinted about it a few times already on previous shows when I talked about my favorite apps. Mm-hmm. But trust me, once you start using 1Password for your desktop or for your laptop, you're probably going to want it for your mobile devices too. <laughs> yep. So, so the vast majority of the info that I'm going to cover today comes almost word for word from the introduction pages for 1Password. So of course, you'll be able to check um, our show notes at simplelifetogether.com slash 028 if you missed anything. But I'll also include a link to the 1Password website as well. So I want to start off with features. So here are some of the features that make 1Password what I would consider an indispensable tool for managing all your passwords, online IDs, and personal information for you know streamlining many aspects of computer use. I mean, this really does make things faster. You can automatically save and fill website logins. Mm-hmm. You get really, no kidding, true integration with web browsers. It comes with support for popular web browsers, and I'll tell you which kind in a minute. You have a super strong password generator, which Mm -hmm. I love. Um, Advanced security for all your information, and you can securely organize your digital life with wallet items. And I'll talk about each one of these, too. too. You can have secure notes. It'll help you stay organized, which, you know, I know that tickles your fancy. (laughs) And, And you can get access to your data anywhere, and it will automatically keep your data in sync on PCs and Macs and iOS devices. So let me talk about how you can automatically save and fill website logins. Well, 1Password allows you to quickly save new logins from within supported browsers. And it detects when you're logging into a website and it notices 
a password you have not yet saved. And then 1Password, what it does is kind of it prompts you to save that as a new login um, in your secure encrypted data file so you can use it later. So when it comes time to log into a site, 1Password makes it easier with your choice of browser buttons and keyboard shortcuts. So mm-hmm. you go back to a site, it'll automatically know that you've been there before, and you can just do one click, and it'll fill in that login information Very and convenient. allow you access to the site. Nice. It's awesome. And you can also use their innovative uh, go and fill feature, which in one fell swoop opens your default browser at a site's login page, automatically enters your saved login credentials, and you can optionally submit the, the filled login form. So it can automatically load those and then automatically submit the form. So because, you know, sometimes when you log in, you put your, your login name mm-hmm. and then your password and then you got to like click login or hit return. Oh, uh-huh. Well, in one password, it'll you can check a little box there and it'll right. automatically submit that. Oh, I didn't know that because there's a couple sites that do that to me. Uh, well, there well, you go. See, I always learn something new from you. <sighs> That's why I'm the man. <laughs> you, you, know? you are Dan. So, you are Dan. Um, the next thing I want to talk about is true integration with web browsers. And many applications provide safe storage areas for your private web information. But often you need to add your data by hand, then manually copy it back out when the time calls for it. Well, one password is designed to work directly with your browser. All right, so when you log, need to log into a site, you create a new account or generate a new password. The capability is just a click or two away, and it automatically stores that information into your encrypted data file. So it's mm. a combination of security and convenience. Mm. So I set up a new account. It'll remember that and yeah. will automatically take care of that for me next time I go to the account. And it has support for really the most popular web browsers. Uh, the password, identity, and personal information tools that come kind of pre-bundled with web browsers are specific to those browsers, such as when you're on a Mac. A Mac comes with Safari, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And in Safari, you have that thing called the keychain. I'm not exactly sure what that's called on a, um, uh, a Windows computer, but... The Mac will offer to, in Safari specifically, will offer to remember your logins and so forth. So would you like to add this to your keychain? Well, you know, that's all well and good, but Safari is the only place that remembers it, mm-hmm. right? So your data is kind of locked up away in each browser, right. so you got to find a way to migrate to your passwords, if it's even possible, every time you switch browsers. Mm-hmm. So if you go from Safari to, say, Chrome, now you got to migrate that stuff over there, and right. it's not always possible. Right. But with 1Password, the information travels with you, and it lets you integrate with all your browsers through what they call their browser extensions. And we've talked about browser extensions right. on earlier shows. Well, browser extensions give your browser increased functionality. Remember we talked about that? Mm-hmm. Well, uh, we'll get into functionality in a minute, but know that what these extensions do is they give you instant access to your passwords and your personal information that you have loaded into one password. And it's just a click. Just click away, yep. It up. So supported browsers for Windows in one password uh, include the 32-bit Internet Explorer and the 32-bit Firefox, and these are the latest versions, Chrome and Safari. And if you're in a Mac version, it supports Safari, Firefox, and Chrome, mm. all right? So those are the browsers that it works with, and those extensions give it a lot, a lot of uh, increased capability to your browser. And you can download those. Once you, once you purchase 1Password, mm-hmm. it'll have add extensions to your browsers, and it has them right in there, so they're maintained and updated by the folks at 1Password. The company that owns them is called Agile Bits, so that's where um, they maintain, or they develop and they maintain those browser extensions, Okay. So the next thing I want to hit is that strong password generator. And as it says on the Agile Bits website, it says, let's face it, the days of using your pet's name or your anniversary (laughs) as your password are long gone. Well, yeah, definitely. And uh, while 1Password remembers all your passwords so you don't have to, it also has this tool called the strong password generator for creating super strong and essentially unguessable passwords to keep you safe online. And what I really like is that you can choose whether the password includes numbers or symbols, whether it's pronounceable or not. Um, I mean, you can even tell it how many characters that you want it to have. And um, so there's a lot of different flexibility. 
Because how many times have you gone into do a password and it says must include three uppercase, oh. four lowercase, one character, one special character, yes. oh. one Russian character, some <laughs> Cyrillic, some you know, it's ridiculous. some you know, and then and then this piece of origami has Air to be. Air Force there. used to do that just all the time. All it's the time. Crazy. Yep. <laughs> So anyway, one's password, strong password generator creates all those unguessable passwords for you. So, and with that, you can create quick, complex passwords on the fly, automatically save uh, your encrypted one password data file and automatically fill them on website login forms. So it's awesome. And the other thing it does, it protects your accounts from prying eyes. There's these things called key loggers, and you've probably heard of those like when you're doing your... uh, uh, computer security stuff in the military where you know they there's there's these programs that log every key that you touch oh yeah so and if you're using like a public computer or something some of those have key loggers on there and it can and it can tell what you put in there mm-hmm. well one password never types your password it just like boom it, 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 it you click and it appears it doesn't type it out and it doesn't rely on the clipboard either so you're safe from key loggers and all you need to do to remember you know when it's time is to remember one thing and what do you think that one thing is? Your one password. Just one, Just password. one strong password. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, you do a master password, and that's the one password that you have to remember. Everything else, it, the program remembers for you. Yes. So, yeah, basically, you do that one password. It's only known to you, mm-hmm. and that's it. Mm-hmm. You're set. And the next thing I want to talk about is like real no-kidding security. And I want to preface this section with this. In my opinion, Dan Hayes' personal opinion here, no system is foolproof. None. And I wouldn't trust anyone or any company that says this is foolproof because you're you're a fool if you believe (laughs) that, I think anyway. But with one password, all of your confidential information is encrypted using what's called AES or the Advanced Encryption System or standard, I mean. Um, This is the same state-of-the-art encryption algorithm that's used as the national standard in the Mm -hmm. United States. Mm -hmm. It's 128-bit keys for encryption, which, according to one passwords developer, Agile Bits, claims would take millions of years for a criminal to decrypt your data using a brute force attack. (laughs) So, honestly, this stuff's kind of over my head, so I just went and I did a little bit of checking. And I went to a site called sciencedaily.com, and just to see what they said, you know, mm-hmm. these are smart guys and gals, you know, so hopefully they're, hopefully they're smarter about this stuff than me. But they said the effort to recover an AES encrypted key is huge. The number of steps to find the key for AES 128, which is what 1Password uses, mm-hmm. so this is the number of steps, is an 8 followed by 37 zeros. Oh my goodness. So to wow. su- kind of put that in perspective, on a trillion machines that each could test a billion keys per second, it would take more than two billion years to recover. No way. Yeah. Seriously. I counted. I counted. It's true. No, (laughs) just saying. But uh, yeah, I mean, so it'll take a lot of time. And that's according to ScienceDaily.com. And I put a He's just laughing at me. (laughs) I'm sorry. I didn't mean for that to be a joke in a... Because I I heard something kick in here and I was like freaking out. I was like, someone's at the door. What's going on? You were telling a joke. I'm sorry, I missed that, it. That's all good. You really did miss it. It was funny. They'll tell you. Everybody will tell you. They'll write in the comments oh, and say, Vanessa, you missed it. You missed it. So, oh, sorry. Okay. Anyhow. <laughs> so what I heard was it's crazy, crazy to almost almost impossible. Lots of zeros. Yeah, lots of zeros. Yeah. And you know it's all about zeros. Okay. <laughs> so, so the source is sciencedaily.com. I'll put a link in the show notes. So if you want to raise the... The you-know-what flag, you can check it there. So the, the folks at Agile Bits go on to say that of equal importance is where your password stores your data. Neither an internet connection nor an online storage is required. All your data is stored locally on your computer. So even if you choose to sync your 1Password data with other devices like we do, we do that through Dropbox, mm-hmm. your master password still keeps you in complete control of your data. Yeah. So, all right, the next section I kind of labeled, I'm still worried about security. <laughs> so, <laughs> so here's the bottom line, and what I'd ask you to consider if, uh, when you're thinking about it is, what system are you using now? Are you like writing down all your passwords in a book, and how secure is that? Mm-hmm. Are you writing them on sticky notes and leaving them on your computer? 
How susceptible could that be to either theft, right. fire, flood, loss. whatever? Yeah, yeah. Just loss. Yeah. Do you have it? Maybe you got a spreadsheet and it has them all listed there. Or worse yet, you're using the same password for everything. So, you know, kind of let's face it. If your data is more susceptible to loss or misuse now, I think you're a lot worse off than you'd ever be using a product like 1Password. Mm-hmm. That's my opinion, and that's why we use it. So you can also securely organize your life with wallet items. I like this feature. Me too. You know, the Wallet Vault provides a secure place to store sensitive information like credit cards, bank accounts, memberships, and reward programs. And you can use their powerful encryption technology to, to safely save all the information, but you can find it when you need it. We have all our stuff loaded in there. Rewards cards, yeah, it's credit so cards. It's convenient when you're filling out, you know, doing orders online. Yeah. It just automatically fills. You just pick which card that you want it to be charged want to be charged and it fills it out yeah you're set it's awesome and then you just update it when you get a new card like mm-hmm. we've had to recently we got new cards had to update the expirations and all that that's right so and, yeah, and it automatically fills it and um you can also have secure notes so for any information that doesn't fit nicely into a login or a wallet item uh, one password allows for secure notes so you can do like some type of a text entry you know it's like using a regular plain text editor and to be able to add uh strong encryption to it so like everything else in your 1Password data, it's safe and private. So we do a lot of our business stuff there, like our employee identification numbers and all that stuff is in secure notes. And I mentioned that uh, you can use it to stay organized. We talked about your logins. We talked about secure notes. All your different identities. Mm-hmm. No, not that like you go by another name, but, <laughs> but like your business identity yeah. and autofill features for mm-hmm. forms. We do um, like for, for our business stuff, our, our, our LLC is called Dahava. So I have like Dan Dahava. And then, so it'll come up with, you know, the entity type is an LLC, the address, the employee identification number, autofills, right. all that right. stuff. So, and another thing you can do is software licenses. So like you buy a piece of software and it comes with the license, you can store those in there. And we I have, could, I wish I could get my clients on board with this because they, I can't tell you how much software I, I come across. And it's just like, they're saving all that packaging just for that door number yeah you can have it all stored securely and and it does have a great search bar up at the top so you can find it through search or if you're more of the folder type you can create folders and drag and drop one or more one password items into the folders so you can create a folder that says like work-related logins identities wallet items Mm -hmm. or another with like secure notes and maybe a third banking folder could hold all your credit card and bank logins social security information all that so and like I said, we have separate identities set for business IDs and personal profiles mm-hmm. and all that. And the really the big thing I like about it is that you get access to your data anywhere. So we use Dropbox, but 1Password has other solutions to that as well. So uh, it'll sync with iPhone, iPod Touch, your iPad, whatever iDevice you have. Um, they also have a tool called 1Password Anywhere, which you can use to view the contents of your keychain from like almost any computer. So it's kind of like a web login. And uh, as long as you use a service like Dropbox or it's on a USB flash drive, then uh, you can get access to it. I've honestly have never used this. And I didn't even yeah. know about it until I was researching for, for today's show. Yeah, I'm kind of looking but, like, I don't know about that. So I can't give it a 100% thumbs up, but um, you know, mm-hmm. it is another way to access your stuff. It would be good if you, if you occasionally backed up to a thumb drive and put that in a safe deposit box. Uh, that's that just one mm-hmm. one way I thought about it. But you can also export your saved logins as an encrypted text file that you can carry on a USB stick, you know, kind of as a last line of defense. Or, again, store that in a safe deposit box. And you can automatically keep your data in sync. I've mentioned this a couple times on PCs, Macs, and your iOS devices. And, I mean, it's when you leave home. If you keep all your stuff in a book, unless you carry that book around with you, mm-hmm. you don't have access to your logins. Nope. And with one password, leaving home doesn't lead you dead in the water as far as passwords go. Right. At least right. not in terms of you know your identity management and all that. Yeah, we were just going somewhere the other day. We needed um, our daughter's social security number, and I was able to. We didn't have to bring the card with us or right. anything like that. I was in one password. It's all in one password. Yeah. Good to go. And in addition to providing access to your logins and your credit cards and your personal information across all these browsers, um, you can share it. As I said, with Dropbox, like we do. So I just I guess I'll kind of wrap it up. If if you're in the market for a password management system or an identity management system, my pick, our pick is 1Password without a doubt. In the few years that we've been using it, it's never let us down. Mm-mm. 
And better yet, it it makes managing the myriad passwords that, you know, we inevitably have these days so much easier and so much more secure than sticky notes, notebooks, or using that one password for everything like so many people do. It's not a free program by any stretch of the imagination. As a matter of fact, for some, it can be a little bit pricey. It's $49.99 for a single user license and $69.99 for a family license like we have. But in my opinion, it's well worth the cost. And there are free programs out there. But would you, I mean, would you really want a free program Mm -hmm. to manage your passords and your social security numbers? Yeah, I don't have to have your total best interest in mind. Right. So. Yeah, they got to get their money somehow. Well, I'm glad you mentioned that too, because I mean, like we said in the beginning of the show, is that you know, not you know, one size doesn't fit all type of thing. So, just encourage you to go ahead and just do research. If you're in the market for some type of password management system, one password is one option. There's other ones out there. Just do the research. Take your time because that's you know, it's pretty serious stuff. Um, but uh, this may not be for you. But I tell you what, we like Dan said, we have been very, very happy with the service we've gotten and how easy it is to use and and. Um, Although it's not easy up front, I'll be honest with that, because don't you have to load everything that you currently have? You have to kind of set it up. Right. So you have to kind of do some initial input. But once it's set up, your life is so much easier afterwards. And then as, you know, onesie and twosie passwords come in, new accounts come in, you just update it easily with a couple of clicks on your, on the, when you go to a new site, it automatically pops up on your screen. Would you like to add this to 1Password? You say, heck yeah, and you name it, you're good to go. Right. So I would submit to you then, if you, it can take some time if you sit down to do it all at once. But if you sit down and just add things as you normally log into sites, That's you're, a good log- idea. Right. you're mm-hmm. logging in anyway. So it, now 1Password is just going to ask you to, if you want to add it, just like you said. It, nope, that's right. Yeah, so. I guess so it wouldn't be crazy. But if you're trying to get it all at once, then... Just got to be patient with that. Yep. So you're trying to input what you already currently have established as far as passwords. And then you can go back and generate a really secure encrypted one and all that stuff. And yep. you're good to go. It's just, it's super awesome. It's yep. very cool. So if you're interested in one password, uh, just go to simplelifetogether.com slash password for a direct link. Or if you're a Mac user, you can go to simplelifetogether.com slash Mac password. And we have a direct affiliate link to the Mac App Store for that. Nice. So that's it. That's one password. Oh, an affiliate link. Sweet. Yep. So, yeah. (laughs) So that's, I mean, who doesn't have issues with managing passwords these Mm, days? All the time. It's a great solution. It is. So give it a shot if you're in the market. Okay. So I guess we're on to the theme segment now, right? you're up first. Okay. So last week, a client rescheduled her appointment with me, and I was honestly very thrilled (laughs) because I really needed a break. So so Dan and I decided to hang out and spend the day together. And uh, we decided to get some breakfast and then go out for a quick ride to, I don't know, a small town or something. That's kind of what our plan was. (laughs) Well, after breakfast, I suggested we swing by our bank to set up our daughter's college fund before we headed out on our drive. Yeah, because it's only going to take a minute, right? Yeah, it's, I figured <laughs> we spent 30 minutes max in the bank, and then we're on our way, right? Just enjoying the rest of our day, relaxing, and go for a little cruise, just the two of us. Nope, it didn't happen. <laughs> so 30 minutes ended up turning into about two hours, Two right? and a half hours. Okay, yep. my bad. Two and a half hours. But you know what? It was totally worth it, because we ended up taking care of some things that we've been meaning to do, but just hadn't gotten around to it. So we're able to relook, refocus, and reallocate resources in our investments, our retirement, uh, savings, insurance, and college funds. So me personally, I was on cloud nine, because all these things were on my master to-do list, but I don't like to nag too much, but I'm like, (laughs) we really need to get these things done, because I just, you know, and I don't worry about just in case all the time, but I just... I just want that stuff done so it's kind of the peace of mind that sure. we're, we've got things kind got of taken care of, you know, and especially in light of last week's episode, I was talking about important life documents and things like that and how you should organize that, you know. Um, it was really nice that we got this done too at the same time. And so, and the other cool thing is that these things focused and helped us fortify those three of our five pillars, like our life priorities, the family, finances, and future. Yep. And so I thought that was really cool. So That's that cool. is my thing that, you know, one... Seemingly, it was supposed to be. Well, it was supposed to be a quick, yep. quick trip to the bank, and it being so much more. But that was actual. I didn't mind that distraction. Yep. I didn't. I didn't mind that little kink in my plan because <laughs> we ended up taking care of bigger plans. Well, that's found future. time. Found time is always good. It's like yeah. when you find money in your in your pants pocket. There you go. Yeah. You know, we I didn't like use the found time the way we wanted to, but or the way that we initially planned, I should say. Yeah. But it's all good. Turned out great. Yeah. So, and I like I like going into banks anyways. I always ask them if they're giving out free samples, and that was giving me a weird look. Yeah. <laughs> so my nice. my thing is 
I need a drum roll for this one. Can you do a drum roll? Wait, wait, hold on. Reminders in Evernote. Whoa, yay. Yes. So finally, finally, Evernote um, had their (laughs) latest release, and it includes a reminders function, which has been, hands down, their most asked for improvement for years. sweet. And now it's here. So not for everybody yet, but it will be. But currently... (laughs) Evernote Reminders is available on the Mac, yay, iOS, yay, and, and the web versions of Evernote. So everybody can use it on the web. But I'm going to be doing a more in-depth review of this new function within Evernote, and I'm going to cover it on a later show. But for now, what I want you to know is that Reminders are incredibly easy to use, especially for their first hack at it. I think it's great. You can add a reminder to a note simply by tapping on this little alarm clock icon that they have. It's located on the top of the note on the Mac version and the web version, and at the bottom of the note on the iPhone and iPad. So if you uh, like set a date and time for when this note must be completed, just do that as, after you tap the little clock. Okay, uh-huh. You'll get an in-app alarm, and optionally, you can get an email uh, the day that the reminder is due. Okay, so that's nice. really nice, yeah. n- nice notification. So you can change the order of reminders simply by dragging them around. And when you complete your task, you tap on the, the check or on the iOS, you just swipe and remove it, just like anything else on iOS, swipe and remove. Mm-hmm. Um, and, it's, and it will be taken off of your reminder list. And like most things in Evernote, reminders sync across all versions of the app that support the new feature, which again are Mac, iOS, and the web versions of Evernote. And Evernote promises that they have big plans to expand the functionality and to bring it to more platforms in the very, very near future. Mm. So check it out in your Evernote account and uh, let me know what you think. Very cool. It's yep. so funny because I remember you talking about that. Like it doesn't have that. I know. I wish it did. And then like, a, I don't know, what, a couple weeks because, later they had it. it because awesome. now you can use it as a task management system. Yes. Where you really it was, you could before, but the, the onus was on you to go back and check. Right. You know, it's nice to be able to do it, do it passively. You update it once and then it reminds you. That's cool. Yeah. Okay. So that's it for episode 28 of Simple Life Together. On today's show, I talked about the cost of clutter and Dan talked about managing our passwords using 1Password. And Vanessa's thing was an extended but oh-so-welcome visit to the bank. <laughs> and uh, it kind of focused us on three of our major life priorities. And my thing was reminders and Evernote. <laughs> so don't forget, you can find all the links and info from today's show at simplelifetogether.com slash 028. Head over to simplelifetogether.com where you can sign up for the Edit and Forget It Challenge over in the left column of the site. Also check out the Google Drive tutorial. Just click through the new tutorials tab on the top of the page. I watched every minute of the tutorial myself, and believe me, it's a great intro to a very cool and free suite of programs that'll save you tons of time. Well, thank you, my dear. Aww. Yes. And of course, you can connect with us on Twitter. I'm at Daniel Hayes, and Vanessa is at Get Simplified. And we have links to our Twitter and Google Plus profiles on the website. So let us know what you think of the show and how you're simplifying your life, too. We'd absolutely love to hear from you. So until next time, we hope you enjoy your simple life together. <laughs>